I'm Talib Bizram, and this is World Changing Ideas from Fast Company Magazine, where we investigate how leading innovators are solving our most challenging issues. As you know, we cover a lot of creative ideas on the show, but they've all been tools or innovations that mainly help people. So today, we're going to take a look at something that will benefit animals, specifically endangered species. And our producer, Avery Miles, is back to help us unpack a little bit. Hey, Avery. Hey, Talib. So I'm pretty pumped about this topic. Um, as you might already know, I've recently gotten involved in spreading awareness about wolf conservation in this country. Oh, so this is right up your alley then? Yeah, <laughs> it is. So I'm actually really excited to find out what you found out. Well, I spoke with Stefan Itaborn, the founder of CEO of a company called Cake, which is sadly nothing to do with, you know, the, the cake that we eat. Oh, um, shoot. <laughs> about a pilot program that sent off-road electric motorbikes to South Africa for anti-poaching patrollers. Um, so why there and for that group specifically? Well, there's a conservation training institution based near Kruger National Park in South Africa called the Southern African Wildlife College. It trains field rangers all across the world, and these anti-poaching patrollers rely on motorcycles to patrol and stop illegal hunters. So Cake partnered with SAWC. Okay, so I assume the electric bikes are a lot more quiet than the regular gasoline-powered motorbikes, is that right? Exactly. Okay. So to find and arrest illegal poachers, rangers typically use motorbikes because they're fast and agile. But combustion engine bikes are loud, and poachers can hear rangers approaching from as far as 45 minutes away. And it's funny because the noise factor is, is actually how Itaborn got interested in those types of bikes in the first place. And I'm not the motorcycle guy. I'm the kind of guy who would go, you know, fuck you, get out of here, you're disturbing. So motorcycles really annoy me, to be honest. They still do it to some extent, but I've, you know, become a big motorcycling rider uh, fanatic. Which happened after he tried out an electric bike at a trade show a few years ago. Ah, interesting. So what made him turn his sights to animal conservation? He had a unique way of describing it. Sometimes you just catch the, a bird, you know, in the flight. This is, this is a beautiful story. What? He caught a bird? No, I think it means it was the perfect time for the perfect solution. But basically, a friend of his works on projects in South Africa and came to him with a problem. And he was telling me the story that, uh, you know, these guys, the anti-poachers, they're using motorbikes since years back. The problem is that they need to, to either fly in gasoline or truck in gasoline to the, you know, they're in the middle of nowhere. That's an issue, of course, when it comes to sustainability matters. But then the worst thing is that these motorbikes, they're efficient in terms of moving around. But the poachers, they hear these guys 45 minutes away. So they're just like, hey, guys, let's pack up. We're leaving. So if we had a silent vehicle like yours, uh, we could sneak up on the guys and increase the level of efficiency by, you know, tons. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. So he asked me, is there anything you can do about this stuff? And so I started looking at what we could do in terms of developing and improving the, the uh, performance of the bikes in conjunction with the demands in Africa with, you know, mud and, and dust and, and heat and whatever. And then the challenge was how do we actually, you know, charge these bikes? It's all by modern technology, solar power, silent bikes, saving endangered species. So it all came together like the perfect stew of stuff. It sounds like the solar power charging sites saved the field rangers on gas too. 
Right? Gasoline can be difficult and expensive to access in isolated parts of national parks. It often requires delivery by trucks or a helicopter. So how is Cake sending these bikes to the Wildlife College? It started with a charity bundle, buy one, give one initiative, which allows some generous customers to pay for two bikes at the cost of $25,000. But the buyer of the bike would only actually get one bike while the other one was sent away together with the solar panel charging system. So we don't earn a dime. So I think that altogether, we did that project for a year. We started last year in January. So by mid-January, we will have delivered close to 20 bikes to Africa without any cost together with the power stations. So in order to increase the supply of bikes to the college, Cake is now speaking to organizations to donate more. To be able to continue our ability to support the supply as long as it's, it's relevant to them. And have the e-bikes been successful in preventing poaching attempts? It's still a long learning process for the college, but it did report a handful of poaching attempts have been stopped thanks to the bikes. Did they tell you which kinds of species were saved? Yeah, a few types of antelopes, um, including the Sunni, the red diker, and the blue diker species, which I encourage uh, a Google of. They are very cute. Yeah, they are. <laughs> uh, well, that's really, that's encouraging, you know, that's uplifting. Yeah, there are still some kinks to work out. Uh, Itabon says they've also reported the clogging of batteries due to the dust and mud, which the company will work to improve. Well, you know, practice makes perfect. That's all for this episode. If you're a new listener, be sure to subscribe to World Changing Ideas wherever you listen. If you like this episode, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. World Changing Ideas is produced by Avery Miles, and our editor is Nicholas Torres.